Good afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. This is Elmira and you. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Let me start with a quote from Arthur Ashe, the first African-American to win the U.S. Open Tournament. He said this, True heroism is remarkably sober, very undramatic, it is not the urge to surpass all others at whatever cost, but the urge to serve all others at whatever cost. Well, this is our Elmira Baptist Church update for Thursday, June 9th, 2022. And those of you who are listening to the podcast, you have a special treat. I am away today at a Capital Connection meeting with other pastors and concerned folks and so I will not be recording the church's weekly update until tomorrow, which is Friday, June 10th. But I wanted to give you guys an extra day to digest the news. So let me get right into it. I have a big request for those of you who serve at Elmira Baptist Church. If you serve in the nursery, if you serve as a teacher, if you serve in the ministry of music, if you serve in the audio video room, if you help with the Mevo, in short, if you have a ministry during Sunday school or morning worship or evening worship or the Wednesday night Bible study, I'm asking you to be 15 minutes early to your responsibility. Now, many of these ministries require some setup, especially the AV room, especially those of you who teach, especially if you're helping with the live stream. It's not possible for you to scoot in two minutes before it starts, switch everything on and run up to me with whatever it is that you have to do. And so I'm asking you to be 15 minutes early so that you can get things set up, overcome any obstacles, and we can start right on time. If you'll shoot to be 15 minutes early, oh, and then you're five minutes later than that, you're still 10 minutes early. If you shoot to be 10 minutes early and you're five minutes later than that, now you're five minutes early and boy, it's starting to cut it close. So let me ask you if you would. This is important to me. It will make our church ministries better if you will work hard to be here 15 minutes early. Now this coming Sunday, I want to finish my sermon on Isaiah 64, a prayer for God's presence. And again, read Isaiah 64, think about the passage and pray that God would speak to my heart first and then to your heart as we consider uh, a prayer for God's presence. Remember, so many times we want God's power more than we want God's presence. And we need to desire God's presence first. And His power will come along with His presence. In the evening, we'll honor our graduates. I'll be preaching on the importance of our children as a gift from God and giving them back to God. Read Psalm 127 to be ready for that. And just as always, the goal is to live stream Sunday school, morning worship, evening worship, and then post them afterwards to Sermon Audio and to YouTube. Let's talk about our upcoming schedule. Saturday, June 11th, we have our VBS Blitzing. We'll start at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's supposed to be blazing hot, so if you can get out early, we'll get an early start. We're just leaving those invitations at the door. On Sunday, June 12th in the evening, we will recognize our graduates and follow that up with a fellowship and some cake. On Saturday, June 18th, we'll do both VBS Blitzing and our VBS Workday. 
to prepare for VBS and will begin again at 9 o'clock in the morning. On Sunday, June 19th, we will be giving a gift to all fathers. It is, after all, Father's Day. Think about who you might invite, perhaps a father, perhaps someone who's been a father figure to you, or perhaps you are a father. Invite your son or your daughter to come with you. And again, we'll be giving gifts to all the fathers who come. Our Vacation Bible School is scheduled for June 20th. That's a Monday through Friday, June 24th. And it'll be an evening program. We're going to start at 6.30 in the evening and go until 8.30. Because of that, there will be no Bible study on Wednesday, June 22nd. You can come to help us with VBS if you'd like. You can come. We'll set aside a room for you to meet and to pray, both for VBS and for those folks on the prayer list. But there will not be a Bible study on Wednesday, June 22nd. Then, even though... Sunday, June 26th, is the fourth Sunday of the month. Instead of our food and fellowship, we'll meet as normal for Sunday school at 9.45, morning worship at 11, and 5 o'clock for evening worship when we're going to invite the parents to come and have a VBS closing ceremony on Sunday night, June 26th. Wednesday, June 29th, that evening, we will have the Heritage Singers with us. And then we're going to combine the June Food and Fellowship with the July Food and Fellowship and have that on Sunday, July 3rd. Just a reminder that you can help us with our prayer list. Cindy works to get that prayer list pulled together for Wednesday night. She works to do that on Tuesday morning. So if you will get your request to her by 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning, you can call her. You can text her, you can email her. If you get those to her by Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, she will put those on the Wednesday paper, the Wednesday prayer list. The goal is to have all of those requests gathered by Tuesday morning so that on Wednesday night we can spend the maximum time in prayer. I understand things happen Tuesday afternoon, things will happen on Wednesday, and we will take those requests on Wednesday night as we get ready to pray, but let's keep those to a minimum and maximize our prayer time by getting the requests in on Tuesday morning. Just to be clear, the requests that come in on Wednesday night will be added to the prayer list, and the prayer list is reprinted on Thursday, so the prayer list you pick up on Sundays have those additions. Also, the prayer list that is emailed to you in Thursday's email has those additions, additions as well. And please, let me ask you to keep your requests updated. As a general rule, when it comes to sickness, when it comes to personal requests, if we don't hear from you after three or four weeks, we're going to assume that, okay, things are okay, and we're going to take those off. Otherwise, the list ends up filling up with things some of which never get updated. I'll tell you my funny story about this, and I've mentioned this before, but I had been here for about six months, eight months, and there had been the same person on the list, never an update. So finally I went to the person that had asked, requested prayer for this sick one, and I said to this person, I said, can you give me an update on, and I mentioned the sick person's name. He said, oh, she died. It would have been nice to know that she had passed away. So again, just keep us updated 
And if you need to be on the prayer list long term, we will make sure you stay on the prayer list. As things are resolved, as the Lord answers prayer, we want to take you off to make room for new requests. We still have a verse of the week that we're working to memorize and to meditate on. Not just memorize it, but meditate on it. And this week's verse is from Psalm 145. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. God wants us to pass on to the next generation his glory, to talk about the ways he has worked in our lives. So I want to encourage you fathers particularly, but mothers also, to talk with your children about the amazing ways that God has worked in your life. Give them a taste that the Lord is good, that he can be trusted, that he will provide, that he will protect. Let's look this afternoon at a passage from Genesis chapter 25. Genesis chapter 25, this is the life of Isaac and Rebecca. They've been married and now they've been married for a couple of decades and there have been no children. So Isaac goes to the Lord. and I'll read it here, Genesis 25, 21 and 22. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him and Rebecca his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Notice a couple of things we learn from these two short verses. Number one, it is the Lord who gives life. We do not create life on our own. Now, Isaac and Rebecca had been married for decades, 20 years, the Bible says. Obviously, as a husband and a wife, they had been involved with each other. And yet there were no children because we don't create life. God does. I remember some years ago when a Mormon tried to tell me, oh, you are like God. You create life with your wife. And although I have four children, that was not my doing to give those four children life. Now, I had a part, obviously, in their conception. Praise the Lord for his goodness. But it's God who gives life. Number two. These two, we know them as Jacob and Esau, they were described as children while they were still in the womb. Verse 22 says, and the children struggled together within her. This isn't after they were born. This isn't two brothers fighting with each other over sticks or who gets the bigger piece of pie. These are babies within the womb. God recognizes that they are children even while they are still in the womb. And if we read a little bit farther, we'll see that God already has a plan for both of them. Their lives are in his hand. So, number one, it is the Lord who gives life. We don't create life on our own. Number two, these two were described as children even before they were born. And number three, God had a plan for them from the womb. So, it's through this passage and others like it that we understand that life is a gift from God. And that people in the womb are human, with God having a plan for them also. Life is a gift from God. God has a plan for our children, even from the womb. That's why as Christians we reject abortion, because abortion ends the life of a child. Now, 
One person asked me to address specifically cases of rape and incest. As Christians, we emphatically state that these criminal acts, rape and incest, should be prosecuted. These are evils to be condemned. However, ending the life of a child that is a result of these criminal acts is not God's plan. It's not God's will. As a church, we can do better. We can do better to be supportive of women who've experienced sexual violence and specifically to be very concerned about both the mother and the child when any baby is conceived in rape or incest. But God's plan is not to end that child's life. And second, we reject abortion as a solution to those pregnancies where the doctors will tell us before the baby is even born, the doctors will tell us there's some genetic problem here. Your baby will be born and you fill in the blank with a hole in its heart, the baby's heart. Your baby will be born with Down's syndrome. And often a doctor who's not a Christian will just suggest almost casually as if everyone does it that you are going to go get an abortion. And no, please. Please, allow God to work in your child's life. I have a dear friend that before she was born, her mother was told that she would have Down syndrome, and the doctor told the mother to end that baby's life. The mother said, no, I'm going to carry this baby to term. And now that lady, whom doctors suggested should be aborted, born perfectly healthy, has had children of her own. That mother, now a grandmother, would never have had those grandchildren if she would have followed the doctor's advice. So as Christians, understanding that it's God who gives life, that these children are human even before they are born, we reject abortion as the solution to criminal acts, the, the pregnancies that result from criminal acts, and we reject abortion as a solution to children that have genetic problems. The children are not the problem. Yes, they may have some genetic issue, but the children are not the problem. Children are not problems to be solved. They're treasures. They're gifts to be treasured. Remember that Sunday is our chance to worship the Lord, the one who gives life. This has been Elmira and you for Thursday, June 9th, 2022. You can join us on Sunday. 9.45, we'll meet for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, 5 o'clock for evening worship. We also meet on Wednesdays at 7 for a time of Bible study and prayer. And we meet at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Don't forget, if you have a responsibility, please be 15 minutes early. Join me tomorrow for Friday's edition of Almira and You. And be grateful to God who gave you life.